This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7. We're talking travel. I'm Jane Klein. Sally Lucas joins me as usual today. And Sally, we're off over to Britain today. Yeah, we haven't talked about Britain for a while, I don't think, Jane. You know, we've been talking a lot about Europe and, you know, we potter into South Americas and Antarcticas. And I thought, well, there was a very interesting lift out um, in the Australian last week on Britain and particularly on the northeast, promoting the northeast region, which is basically Northumberland, um, County Durham and the Tees Valley. And the other interesting thing now, too, Emirates, of course, has opened up different, you know, air routes out of Australia where you don't have to go into um, London. You know, you can fly directly into Ireland and Scotland and now even into Newcastle. Newcastle, UK. Yes, so that avoids the Heathrow thing. So if you're really wanting just to go and then, you know, pick up a car or Brit Rail Pass or whatever and, and do that northeast region, head up into Scotland, it means you don't have to go in through London, which is rather nice. And, of course, they've got flights into Manchester as well, so you could even go, you know, into Newcastle or out of Manchester or something like that. So it's sort of opening up Britain, I guess, like Newcastle here. Our regional airport is, is growing and we're opening up, you know, our area to the world, hopefully. Um, Northern New South Wales without going through Sydney. That's right. So now Yes. And, I mean, so, I even have clients now who would say, you know, the, ha- the hassle of the F three getting to Sydney, they would rather fly from Newcastle to Melbourne and pick up their international flight or even Newcastle Brisbane, depending if that works with their schedule, rather than have that hassle of getting to Sydney. So, you know, we're helping free up maybe a little bit of Sydney Airport and increasing our own tourism at the same time. And what about Britain? What so, is there to do around Newcastle? Well, there's quite a lot to do. And again, we're talking about a very old area of Britain, which has got a lot of castles and a lot of UNESCO World Heritage Sites as well. So we're, we're talking about, apparently you'd find at least 29 uh, different fortresses and castles just in this area alone. So... It is a wonderful destination to visit, and of course, Durham itself has got the famous Durham Cathedral, which is lit up at night. And I think it was uh, Bill Bryson, when he, he was one of his books he's written, says it was one of the most beautiful cathedrals he he thinks he has ever visited. So you know, you've got all that there as well, and of course, you've you've got some wonderful. Um, you still your little rivers, and you've got the the coast, so you've got your seafood. You've got those lovely puffin birds uh, that we don't see here. So that's a little pocket of Britain, I guess. We all think of I don't know the Lakes District or Devon and Cornwall, and also it's one of the driest areas in Britain. It has least rainfall. So there you go. Isn't that a plus? Take your swimming costume, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and you you can go, of course, in the, to the north. Of course, if you go just not far along that, as I mentioned before, you go to Hadrian. Wall isn't all that far away either, so you've got that wonderful structure of Hadrian's Wall that you can go and visit. And don't ask me, Jane, you might be better than me with the history. How old is Hadrian's Wall? What time? What era was that? Well, built? it was built by the Romans, so it, it would was, be in the first yes. three or four centuries after Christ. Yeah, yes. a long time. So ago. I mean, it's been there a heck of a long time. Built to keep out the heathens. Yes. <laughs> or what do they say in China? Keep out the rabbits. <laughs> the rabbits, of course. Yes. So or, whether you're really keeping out the rabbits, I don't know. Or keeping out the Scots. <laughs> yeah, the Scots, of course, and they're a delightful um, people to visit too, and delightful place. So yeah, and you can the go other, across now. The other thing too, of course, we've got to remember that Captain Cook, who is, is quite famous as far as we're concerned, we owe a lot to Captain Cook, and that's the same region, of course, where he um, grew up. And of course, you've still got a replica vessel there, and they've also got another vessel there called the. Trincomalee, which is T-R-I-N-C-O-M-A-L-E-E. And apparently it's an 18th century um, 
it was an 18th century naval seaport at the time of Nelson and the Battle of Trafalgar. And they've recreated buildings along the waterfront, etc. And it's just fantastic. And they've got the, one of the oldest um, vessels there still that was a war vessel, a replica war vessel of that time. So anyone interested in maritime history as well, you've got Captain Cook, you've got this wonderful vessel as well. There's all sorts of websites um, that you can uh, access actually to go onto this, like there's just a www.captcook, you know, C-A-P-T Cook, it's uh, dash N-E dot co dot U-K. And the other one is the www.hms-trincomalee.co.uk. And that gives you some really interesting insight into these vessels and their history. And so anyone that's a little bit interested in maritime, in, in beautiful old castles, I mean, you've got Lindisfarne Castle, and a lot of these castles, Olnick, etc., were used for a lot of filming, like the Harry Potter films, um, quite a lot of them. I think Blade Runner even might have had... Um, but they use a lot of these castles castle sites of course for filming because they're just so wonderful the structures so yeah just consider that I think you're going to Britain and we think of all the usual places and you know everyone wants to go to London and hop up to Edinburgh and the cities but the countryside is beautiful here I mean having driven through part of it myself and the Cheviot Hills and all up through there it is really quite delightful countryside and you've got a lot of history plus a lot of maritime history a lot of beautiful buildings cathedrals castles so just think of North East England next time you're wanting to visit Britain. We're talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7 and Sally Lucas, there are lots of different places you can be active in the world but here's some news of an interesting place and some interesting ways of being active. Well yes Jane, I never ceases to amaze me what comes across our emails on a weekly basis and I mean it takes me hours to go through them all and just try and select what might be appealing or interesting and I mean this may not appeal to a lot of people but I still found it very interesting that um, we suddenly got on you know on a link of someone's you know, obviously sending out their emails a company called Active Holidays and what they do though they're basically specializing in active holidays in Romanian outdoor life um, walking, trekking, hiking, cycling, mountain, mountaining, mountaining, mountaineering, mountain biking, skiing, you know, etc., etc. So they're just saying that they're specialists in this area. And the other thing that had there, which I thought was really interesting, they've got um, the Balia Lake Ice Hotel. And I thought that was only up in the North Pole they had those ice hotels. Ice hotels. Yeah. So it's it's spend an evening, they say, in the coldest place in Romania. The Ice Hotel Balea Lake package includes a welcome cocktail, one night at the Ice Hotel with breakfast and a festive dinner at an altitude of 2,034 metres. Um, yeah, and I've just got pictures of it. It just looks absolutely amazing. So people are coming up, aren't they, with, with really with different fascinating and fascinating things. Fascinating, yeah, interesting things to do. So Romania, what's it got to offer us? Well, apparently it has some of, well, the most prolific of UNESCO sites in the world. So, and this particular company is a promoter of these UNESCO sites. They've agreed to do this. Um, and all their tours will have a minimum of at least one stop at a UNESCO heritage site. So that they do tours, they do individual things as well. But yes, yeah, so they've got 26 UNESCO sites just in Romania alone. And they do go into Transylvania as well. But, you know, the beautiful old wooden churches apparently that were built, you know, many, many eons ago and villages with 40 churches in Transylvania and monasteries. Um, they've got, you know, fortresses. Um, so it's, it's a very old and very, I guess, untraveled by us, 
I think in this part of the world, it's not part of the, the world we have done. And I did it many, many years ago, Jane. I went on this Eastern European trip from Athens all the way up, finishing up in Berlin in East Germany. And we travelled through Bulgaria and Greece, of course, and we did go into Romania and Transylvania. And I actually went to Brand Castle, Count Drax Castle. Dracula. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a fascinating place. And even then I was, you know, it was hardly any tourism, as you can imagine. I'm, I'm going back to the 80s. And these wonderful old buildings and cobblestone streets. and But, yes, beautiful scenery as well. As I said, you know, the lakes, the mountains, you know, it's a fairly undiscovered part of the world. And I just thought, well, good on them, you know, promoting this. They've even got learning to horse ride packages as well for people who want it with experienced instructors and they include some culture as well into the horse riding. I just thought, well, if you really are looking for something different, there's a lot out there, isn't there? It certainly is. And you've got something else on Eastern Europe as well too. Well, I just thought while we're talking Eastern Europe, I was just going to mention there's a, a couple of really good itineraries that are doing Eastern Europe now and there's one that Trafalgar has just called Highlights of Eastern Europe and it's actually visiting Austria, Slovenia, Hungary, Poland, Germany and the Czech Republic. And just, you know, some of the sites, or give you an idea, some of the places they visit in these areas, of course, is Vienna, Ljubljana, um, which is a wonderful lake, Bled, which is a beautiful lake resort, um, Zagreb, um, Budapest, Krakow, of course, is famous, Auschwitz, um, Warsaw, Berlin, Dresden, um, Prague, Lednice. Um, so, yeah, and that's a 17-day itinerary. So it's quite an extensive itinerary through Eastern Europe. And it definitely, again, I would suggest to people, if you haven't done Eastern Europe, it's a fascinating area of Europe to travel through. We've all done probably most of us a lot of Western Europe, more so. But this is a very interesting itinerary. And just as an added bonus, they're having a um, $1,000 per couple um, reduction on their cost if you book by the 29th of February. So that's an encouragement if you want to see Eastern Europe. That's quite a big discount, isn't it? Sounds so, a, yeah. yeah, but I just thought I'd mention that Eastern Europe is becoming more and more popular, of course, like everyone is looking to new destinations now, I think, that have travelled regularly. So there you go. And just one other little thing, if I can mention, Royal Brunei Airlines, who are a wonderful airline to fly with, and people may not know a lot about them either because they're relatively new to Australia. But again, new aircraft, it's a very rich um, Sultanate, so everything is spot on, the standard of the airlines. We've had nothing but wonderful feedback as far as the, the airline's concerned. And they often, again, have a little, I guess, a break where their connection's ongoing to certain destinations, whether it be Europe or within Asia. You may have like a four- to six-hour layover, and that's a long time to just sit at an airport. So what they're offering now is a free sightseeing tour, complimentary to people who have a, a, at least a four-hour transit time, and they'll take you in and show you around Bandarseri Bagawan, and yeah, isn't that a nice little thing to do, and introduce people to Brunei to give them an idea what a little taste of Brunei on the way. So there's something different again. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. On 2NURFM 103.7.